Hello everyone. Welcome to Manage Engine's weekly IT security podcast series. My name is Ram Vaidyanathan and I'm a cyber security specialist in Manage Engine. Today's episode is on how you can build an uh, insider threat program in your organization. In the next 12 or so minutes, we'll go over eight steps to build an effective insider threat program. Did you know that the average cost of an insider attack is more than $500,000? And it can actually cost as much as $8.8 million, according to research by the Ponemon Institute. Another scary statistic. In a study by the analyst firm Forrester, 53% of companies said that they experienced an internal incident. And 57% of these were malicious in nature. These numbers show how serious the problem is. Therefore, every organization should take some time and effort to build an insider threat program. There are eight steps for doing this. The first thing you should do when building an insider threat program is get the buy-in from your executives. It's important that all the executives, including the CEO, is on board for this. And this can happen only when you show a clear and compelling business case. You must address three questions as you go about getting the buy-in from your executives. Question number one, how and by how much will the business benefit from the insider threat program? Question number two, how will this program enable the business to achieve its objectives? And question three, how will the program improve the productivity of the business? After getting the buy-in, the second step is you need to identify the stakeholders. The stakeholders will be a group of people from across the organization and from different departments. The stakeholders need to know exactly how the program is run and further communicate the best practices and policies within their respective functions. The stakeholders can include people from HR, uh, IT, legal, definitely your top executives, and also all the managers from the different departments. The managers that you get on board here will be very critical as they are probably the de facto data owners. They own all the sensitive data that needs to be protected. Once you get all of these people on board, they may then be able to percolate information down to their teams. Another thing that you need to keep in mind here, you'd want the HR and the insider threat team to work very closely. HR usually has a lot of qualitative information about employees and the insider threat team will track the quantitative indicators. So you want the two working together closely. The third thing to do is to clearly define policies and these have to be properly documented about what's acceptable use, what's acceptable behavior. Identity and access management is also crucial here. You need to clearly define which role has access to what, when, and how. So every three months, it's a good idea to conduct an internal audit and make sure that all the users in the organization have access to only those data that they absolutely require for their jobs. This is called establishing an environment of least privilege. Now, there are solutions available that will enable you to run reports on a regular basis and check the access level of people down to things like organizational units, groups, and even network shares. So who has access and what level of access they have should be continuously monitored. Anyway, like I said, an environment of least privilege is critical. 
Another thing that you could do is implement a risk-based access control. If your company wants to do this, basically, uh, you need to look at each employee's function within the company and establish a risk profile for each employee. Employees will have access to any data asset only if their job really demands it and if that data asset is okay for someone with that risk profile to access. So both conditions need to be satisfied. Some businesses are also implementing attribute-based access control, which is even more secure and a next-generation authorization model. The fourth thing that you need to do as you develop an insider threat program is perform a comprehensive risk assessment of all your data. All the data that exists within the organization must be ranked from the most risky to least risky. Now, this can only be done if you know exactly what data you have and where it is stored and who uses it. So data discovery is very important here. Again, there are technical tools available that will help you with the data discovery process. Anyway, to calculate the risk of a data asset, uh, you need to first look at vulnerabilities, then you need to look at the threats, and then the business impact in case of a breach. Risk can then be estimated by a very, very simple formula Risk equals vulnerability times threat times business impact. For each data asset, you need to identify the vulnerabilities first. A vulnerability is a potential point of security compromise and it creates possible insider attack vectors. Threats can be any opportunity that can lead to compromise of the data asset. One way to analyze threat is look at historical data and estimate the current level of threat. The business impact. Um, the business impact, as the name suggests, is the negative impact to the business in case that particular data asset is breached. Now, all of these are logical constructs. And by that, I mean you'll need to answer certain questions unique to your organization and give each of these three variables, that is vulnerabilities, threats, and business impact, a value of high, medium, or low. And depending on how you rate these three variables, uh, the risk can also be high, medium, or low. For example, um, if you rate the vulnerabilities as a low, threats as medium, and the business impact as high, the risk is probably high. The fifth step, you need to establish concrete rules for monitoring activity, launching investigations, and taking actions on malicious insiders. Um, I was actually speaking to the director of compliance at our company uh, just a few days back and I asked him this exact same question. What is the biggest challenge when it comes to implementing an insider threat program? His answer was very simple. In all of his years of experience, he felt that companies did not follow the set of policies, processes and rules strictly. Many times, an insider incident takes place and in case it's a small misdemeanor, Nothing is ever said and no action is ever taken. What does this do? This just emboldens people to commit such actions again and again. In fact, it can go one step deeper. Since no action is taken and others are able to see that no action is taken, it can also motivate other people to act in an irresponsible manner. So the point is, organizations should treat each and every risky behavior as serious and takes necessary steps to ensure it doesn't happen again. 
Step number six. Know your people. You must know your people very well. Obviously, uh, every organization conducts pre-employment screening and background checks. But these are often not uh, adequate because think about it. These background checks, they happen when an employee first joins the organization. But what if an employee who, uh, you know, who's been with the organization for more than five years, probably um, becomes an insider threat uh, agent. That's something that you've got to track. So you've got to continuously look at indicators of insider threats from the people you trust. Here are some indicators that companies can realistically look at. Um, you know, I'll just be suggesting a few indicators here. Uh, one of the major indicators that you can look at is, um, are there employees who disagree with certain company policies? Are there employees who have had a huge fallout with their coworkers? Are there people with ideological differences um, either with company policies or the company's top executives? Is a fear of layoff uh, prevalent amongst your employees? Now, these are all qualitative in nature. You can also have certain quantitative indicators, uh, things that you can actually track using technical tools, such as uh, employees who exhibit odd working hours, frequent absences, or unusual travel. So there's got to be a mechanism in place for the insider threat team to know about all of these things. Could your organization look closely at employees who have exhibited strange and volatile behavior at work? Or can your organization come up with a process to be aware of these situations? Apart from knowing people, you also need to conduct frequent training for your, um, for your employees on cybersecurity best practices. Personally, I feel that employees have to be trained about the most recent threats and cybersecurity incidents once every six months at least. And this training should be customized for the role and function these employees are performing. The training should include topics about why it's important to report suspicious activities, regulatory and compliance related requirements, privacy policies, and how external third parties may target insiders. Further, the insider threat team can also conduct tests in the office environment. An example here, they can send a fake phishing email with an attachment and check who's clicking on it. And then training can be customized for those employees who do click on it. Step number seven, you need to have the right administrative controls. You need to document what's normal and what's not. So here are a few administrative controls you must have in place. An incident response plan is extremely important. Does your, uh, does your company have an employee onboarding and user provisioning process? What about an employee separation process and a user deprovisioning process? The user deprovisioning process is especially important because when employees leave the company and their user accounts are not properly deprovisioned or the user rather is not deprovisioned, um, it could be an insider attack uh, vector. Does your company have an IT acceptable use policy? What about an intellectual property policy? Uh, does your organization have a non-disclosure agreements or NDAs for employees and business partners? And finally, do you have disciplinary action procedures in place and documented? After going through these seven steps, the final thing to do, the final thing to, uh, to do as you go about building an insider threat program is to have the right monitoring and detection technologies in place. 
You need to detect all the people in the environment who violate policies and people who misuse, steal or sabotage data. You should also be able to detect fraud, uh, intellectual property theft, snooping and doxing. Now again, there are solutions available uh, such as Manage Engine Log 360 that can enable you to do just this. These solutions can not only monitor but also alert you when an incident takes place. Okay, so really all of the eight things that we discussed um, in this podcast, it's a holistic way to detect insider threats. So that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you today. I wish you all the best as you go with building an insider threat program in your organization. Thank you so much for listening.